0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. God is good. I'm going to jump right into our message uh, pretty quick because we're going to do communion today at the end of the service. Uh, I'm believing that if you're uh, here in your sickness or disease or infirmity or, or even emotional, Uh, torment that God's going to heal you today. We're having uh, many healing reports. And God's a healer. He's not lost His power. And I'm having many dreams about overflow crowds because of the healings that are taking place. And uh, so just prepare yourself. There's going to be so much ministry opportunities. There's going to be so many people are going to be discipled and and help just uh, prepare yourself and <laughs> be ready for that. It's uh, it's an exciting day to be alive. You know, as the darkness gets darker, light gets lighter, and light pierces through that that darkness. You know, we can put shine a flashlight in here and it gives off light. But if you turn out the lights, looks like that flashlight's giving a whole lot more light, and that's what we're we're seeing. And I, I believe, uh, and many theologians believe, that there's a great um, harvest at the, at the end of time. And I believe that. I believe uh, there's a scriptural basis for it. And I believe that we're at that time that the harvest is coming in. And one of the, the ways that we're going to bring in the harvest is through healing. I've seen dreams of the dinner bell that was ringing and that we had cars all in up, upside down, uh, Goodman out here trying to get in to be healed. They were coming in one door, getting healed, going out, healed down the other one. And uh, there was just uh Now, that's some fun evangelism there. Just get them healed, and then bring them to the Lord, <laughs> and, and get them saved. And I think that we're going to do some things. The Lord told me during the sabbatical to do some Friday night healing miracle services because we have some other churches that have actually contacted and said they would like to come. And uh, so we're just going to open it up more uh, to the community, to the area to come. And God will heal. That's the good part. God will do it. And today there will be people healed. There will be people set free. We're having a lot of people delivered. There's, uh, there's a whole bunch of testimonies I can't share. It's sort of the personal nature. Uh, but people are getting free. Now, that's my kind of deliverance. Just let God do it. Sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> so, great things are happening. It's a great time uh, to be alive and, and to serve God. And don't let fear, don't let those things grip you. God's got us, and he's going to have a glorious church. And it's harvest time for us here at Church of the Harvest. Uh, okay. So what I want you to do on, on those, uh, those services like night of worship is invite people to come. And the, the harder the case is, fine. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, God heals. He didn't say He will heal except those that are in a wheelchair or except those with cancer. There's no exceptions. He'll heal all. So bring all. Bring them all. I saw people getting healed and household salvation taking place, the whole family getting saved. Well, Pastor, what about the doctors? We're going to put them out of business? Oh, no. There's still going to be plenty. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I'm going to review a little bit. Uh, really, I'm not going to review. I'm going to go to the end of the sermon a couple of weeks ago because I just hit it so quick. And so we're going to continue with Healing is Yours, and we're going to uh, talk about, and if you missed any of them, just get online. You can listen. All of them are available uh, to listen to. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, we see here, this is uh, Paul speaking. He says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. Notice the message of the cross is Foolishness to the unbeliever. It's foolishness to them, but to those being saved, notice it says being saved. It's from one of those scriptures that really opened up for me, helped me understand that we're spirit, soul, and body. Being saved. Your spirit is saved as soon as you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. It's immediate salvation. Your spirit is a new creation that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. But, how many know there's a part of you still being saved? If you don't know it, your neighbor knows it. <laughs> your household knows it. There's a part of you still being saved. And that part of you is your mind your, or your soul, your will, your emotions. That part's still being saved. And it's up to us to renew our mind for that salvation that's in your spirit to start working out into your soul. And then your body has a future salvation. And that future salvation is you have a glorified body. You have a body that you always dreamed about. You don't have a six-pack, you have a 12-pack. No, never mind. Anyway, you've got this glorified body, and that's a a future salvation. So you're being saved. That's the reason... um, you know, somebody may say, well, Christians are hypocrites. Well, you, you don't know what stage of growth they're in. You know, you have a, maybe a baby Christian. Maybe their mind's not renewed to some simple things. And each, each day, we're to grow in the grace of God. We're to, to learn of him. And then changes take place uh, in our heart, in our, in our life. So, he's saying here, the cross of Christ could be made of no effect. The wisdom of man's words neglect or make the cross of no effect. So we have to be very careful what we're hearing, what we're processing through our soul. Because our soul, whatever it focuses on, it starts moving towards. It has a desire that way. If you start focusing on that thing, thinking about it, meditating on it, you'll follow whatever you're meditating on. So, but where is the power of God here? The power to God, it's the message of the cross. And we talked about this some couple of weeks ago. The message of the cross. Paul would say, I, "I don't want to know anything but Him crucified." And that used to, I think, is all he ministering. You know, salvation. But when you see what salvation, salvation's that word sozo. And it's much more than just coming to the Lord and being born again. It's a deliverance. It's healing. It's uh, safety. It's prosperity. It's wholeness or soundness. It's all these things, all the promises of God are in salvation. They're in that purchase price at the cross. It's all in it. So, all aspects of the Word always go back to the cross. Or, the basis of our faith is the cross, the basis or the foundation of what we believe always is the cross. And when you came to the cross, the first time you accepted Jesus as your Lord, you didn't come with your list of accomplishments. I hope you didn't, because you're not saved if you did. You didn't come with your list and your pages, I did this, I did this, this was a good work, this was a good work. No, it was all done. Because if it's not in Christ, it counts for nothing. Because He's a perfect God. All it takes is one strike against you, and you're done. But Jesus, but Jesus went to the cross and he paid our debt and fulfilled the law, and now we get his victory. So it's not now one strike, two strike, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> We've done a lot of striking. Anybody in here? Well, not me, Pastor. I've never missed it. You just strike three right there. (laughs) Oh, you just don't understand my maturity. Yeah, we do. The message of the cross. Foolishness to the unbeliever. See, the area of God that you receive the message of the cross is the area that you'll experience. There's many believers that believe an aspect of sozo or an aspect of salvation, but not all of it. There's many believers that don't believe that God's a healer. But that's okay. They just won't experience healing. There's people who don't believe in God's protection and His safety. It's okay. They just won't be protected. They get to go to heaven a little quicker. There's those that don't believe in prosperity that God wants to bless you. That's okay. You can, you can go to heaven broke. It's okay. You go broke, and there you get your driveways made of gold. It's, it's our choice, or you can be in such bondage here in captivity and not know the freedom of deliverance and the freedom that we have available for us. That's the reason it's important what body of believers you're hooked to because what they believe. You know, there's a whole lot of Christians don't believe God does miracles. Well, guess what? Okay. Okay. I remember uh, my... My parents, uh, the church I grew up in, they had a, a person uh, get healed of a, a brain tumor. And that just never happened. You know, that was just, and it was just big stir. And I said, how did this happen? And it was, we don't know. <laughs> well, everybody was praying, weren't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What were they praying? God's will be done. What's His will? The cross! <laughs> okay. This in your notes, the power of God rests in the finished work of the cross. we got to look at what Jesus did. some reason, we get saved for a while and we start looking at our accomplishments. We start writing the list. And you need to throw the list away, it's still him. Anything good in you, is not you, it's him. So he gets all the honor. He gets all the glory. And when we come to the cross with nothing, we can receive our healing. We can receive our prosperity. We can receive all those things that were accomplished at the cross. But don't come with your list. Come with his list. His accomplishments. What he did. And He receives the honor. He receives the worship. It should be easy to receive what we've already been given. How do we know that Jesus died on the cross? How do we know that He was risen from the dead? The Word. The Word of God. You need the Word in you each and every day. You need His Word. You're missing out on life. Because His Word is Spirit and life. If you're not getting hold of His Word every day, you're missing out on life. Spirit and life. Process everything through the cross, through that finished work, through that belief system. Well, God is judging America. I process it through the cross, and at the cross, I see that God judged America in Christ Jesus at the cross. Well, God didn't forgive anymore. Well, I see that Jesus bore my sins and He purchased my forgiveness. I start processing. Well, God didn't heal. Then why did Jesus become sick and take my diseases and by His stripes I'm healed if we're not meant to be healed? God wants us well. But people, they'll run to the doctor. The doctor's out to get you healed. I thought you were praying for the will of God. He'll heal me or not. What are you doing going to the doctor? Are you saying it is his will for you to be healed? Of course it is. That's what he put in you. Are we for doctors? Everybody say yes. yes. Thank you. He called himself the great physician. That should be enough right there. Okay. God took my job, I lost my house, He stole from me. I take it through the cross, He became poor, that might be made rich. It says the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came to give us life abundantly. Hmm, I wonder what side stealing is on. Boy, it's just a hard one. I need some help here. And God said, He the thief came only just for this purpose to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came for this purpose to give you abundant life. Oh, let me see. Anything that steals and robs, that could be God. Is that God? The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. God is good, the devil's bad. Great theology. What about sin? How many know a believer can still sin? How many believers in here have sinned before? Thank you. But what we got to know, there's consequences for sin still. You can neglect the effect of the cross and you can get over into sin. And there's consequences. Until you realize that sin is devastating to your life and you're just drinking the poison and death is working in you, you'll stay in sin. It's devastating to your life. The enemy uses it. He comes against you. There's even the law in the land called sowing and reaping, which God wants us to use for the good and take advantage of. But the enemy will come and steal from you. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for his power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, also for the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. For in it, in the gospel, righteousness by faith is revealed. But it says, I'm not ashamed of this gospel, for in it is the power of God. It's the power of God. You know, a lot of times we're saying, give me more power, give me more power. But according to Scripture, we need more gospel, more gospel, more gospel. We need to understand the cross. We need to get the truth in us what Jesus did. What Jesus did for us is bigger than we're comprehending, any of us. It's bigger. gospel means good news good tidings the gospel is where God released or releases his power the gospel is good news that God has already helped you in Christ it's not that he wants to help you he has helped you in Christ it is finished it is a done deal Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You were crucified with Christ. We call this the great substitutionary work of Christ. When Jesus was crucified, when I became His, when I accepted His Lordship, I changed. I was no longer in the crowd going crucifying, crucifying, crucifying. In God's view, in his, what he saw, was me taken from the crowd and put up on the cross in Christ. That's what happened when you became a believer. God supernaturally put you back in time and put you on the cross of Christ. And said, Christ was crucified, I was crucified with him because I'm in Christ. He went back in the past and put you there. And it it doesn't stop there. It continues on, of course, to uh, the resurrection. Jesus hung on the cross. It's in your notes. But I get credit for it. He did it for me. But God sees me doing it. And I get credit for it. As if I was crucified. You know, there's a... I think the the song, uh, it's an old, old gospel tune. Uh, Were you there um, when they crucified my Lord, when they laid Him in the tomb, when He rose from the dead, whatever? It makes me tremble? I may have heard a few of you. (laughs) Well, the truth is, we were there. (laughs) You were on the cross. You were buried And you were raised up with Christ. It's the power of this cross what took place. He took our place. And God gives us credit for it. That's the reason we say we got a better covenant. See, I can sin and not break my covenant. (laughs) I can sin and not break my covenant... Because the covenant is not between me and God the Father. The covenant is between Jesus and God the Father. So I can sin and not break the covenant. I don't have to go find ten lambs and slay them. Why? Because the covenant was between Christ and God the Father. And I'm in Christ so I get His standing. I get the credit that was all fulfilled. What a better covenant that we live in. See, you were crucified with Him. You didn't look so good on that cross. You were buried. Then you were raised from the dead. Let me tell you, you look a whole lot better in Christ than you did on the cross. And that sin, that defeated life. Before mercy came and found you. You look a whole lot better in Christ. If you're not impressed with who you are in Christ, you haven't seen Jesus lately. (laughs) Because you're something else in Him. But it's Him. It's not us. The message of the cross. It's the power of God. Colossians 2.12 Buried with him at baptism, which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses, uncircumcision of your flesh, he's made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Say, I was buried, I died. But now it's no longer I. You were resurrected, not you, but Christ. The life of Christ is now in you. His life. Eternal life. So now I live by His life. That's the reason the old Bob is is dead. Now the new Bob's in Christ. And I live by His life. That's the reason when offense and unforgiveness comes against me, the old Bob's dead. Does a dead person get offended? (laughs) I'm dead, I'm alive in Christ. Wherever you're getting offended at, that's where, (laughs) that's what you need to deal with. Because you're not dead there yet. and it stinks it needs to die 1 <laughs> Peter 2:24 who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed you were healed you were healed how were you healed when were you healed at the cross that's when the punishment the stripes the punishment for your healing you know took place. But technically you could say the healing took place when you were resurrected. Cuz Christ had stayed dead. Why? Because I live by his life now. I'm a part of his body. Is Jesus sick? We're a part of his body. Sickness doesn't have a right to be in our bodies because we're a part of the body of Christ. And the Lord gave me when I was off seeking him a different way of looking at healing, said, You're my body. I've just been going around saying, I'm Christ's body. I'm Jesus' body. Even affects the way you eat some. <laughs> healing is ours. So Isaiah 53, uh, 1 through 5, we, we talked about this some, but I just want to touch on it before we take communion because I'm believing that if you need healing that you're, you're going to get. It says in verse 1, Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Arm of the Lord represents the power of God. Who has believed the report? And who is the arm of the Lord revealed to? Well, here's the, the answer. The arm of the Lord is revealed to those that believe the report. What's the report? It follows this. The report is the message of the cross. Isaiah 53 tells us about the finished work or the work of Christ on the cross. That's what it's talking about. Who is believing the report? The believing the report is where the power of God is. It's not believing our own report, it's believing his report. Our part or my part is to believe the report. And see, that's where we can get in trouble. We think, well, I've I've been reading the Bible every day and doing this. I've been confessing the Word and doing this every day. And we start putting it on our list. But all we're doing is getting ourselves in position to believe the report. What he did. Believing the report is our responsibility. Those that believe the report will have... The power of God or the arm of the Lord revealed to them. How many want that? Believe the report. Well, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't care. If Jesus said it, it's final authority. If it's in the word, it's final authority. I don't like it. Well, learn to like it because if it's in the word, it's for our benefit. Well, God said, I'm not to do this. Well, it's for your good. You're not to do that because death will work in you and there's consequences and God loves you too much. That arm of his, that arm power, I mean, he reached down and snatched you out of Satan's family and put you in his very own family. Verse 2, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrow. Sorrows there means physical pain. Physical pain. Acquainted with grief. Grief there means sickness and disease. As, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely He hath bore our griefs. He bore our sickness and disease. Notice it's our sickness and disease. He had none of His own. He had no sins of His own. He had no sickness or disease. He bore the curse. Deuteronomy 28, He became the curse. He bore everything listed in the curse. He took our sins. He had no sins of His own. He took our sickness and disease, which is the result of sin. He took the consequences of sin, which is the curse. He took that all upon Himself. But it wasn't His, it was ours. He did it for us because of love. Surely He hath borne our griefs, our sickness and disease, carried our sorrows, our physical pain. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, stricken, smitten of God, by God afflicted, But He was wounded for our transgressions, our sin and rebellion. He was bruised for our iniquities, our perversion, our fault, our punishment, our sin nature. He was punished because of the way we were. He took our punishment. Chastisement for our peace was upon Him. That's emotional healing. The shame, the guilt, uh, rejection, fear, uh, abuse... Abandonment. Torment. All those things. He took the punishment where you could have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Even in the midst of the most severe storm you know that God is with you. And you're going through to the other side. Romans 10.14 How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? How should they hear without preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. That's every one of us. We're all to have beautiful feet. Because we're bringing the good news. Who brings glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? The message of the cross. What Jesus did for us. Then he says what needs to happen. So so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hearing by the Word of God. So what, what we need is to keep hearing the message and drown out the voice that's in the world. So I want to look... Uh, at the communion verses for just a moment. Um, If you can put it up on the screen. And I want us to prepare to take communion. And you can receive healing in your body. You can receive healing in your mind. There is fear. There is shame, guilt. You can receive healing for that as we take these communion elements. Now, just partaking of it does not get you healed. Does not get you transformed and changed. It's understanding what you're doing. You're remembering what? The cross. You're connecting with the power of God. You're connecting with the arm of the Lord when we take communion. Because we're remembering His death, burial, and resurrection. We're believing what He did for us. And that's where the power of God is released. That's the reason... That God's healing power flows where that message is ministered. The message of the cross. That means the Word of God, all the Word of God goes back to that. Even when you're teaching on leadership. Why? Because it's at the cross that you receive the ability to influence someone for good, to influence someone for the kingdom. All comes from the grace of God, which is God's ability working in you. It doesn't matter what the it, the message is. If it's in the Word, it always goes back and is founded in the cross. It's not on your performance. It's not on your ability. It's not on how good you are. It's on how good He is. So we have to clear away all the clutter. We have to get rid of those things. And especially if you've been standing a long time, it, it's easy to start questioning yourself and say, I'm not good enough, or why has this not happened? And, and see, we're asking the wrong questions. What you need to do is just look at the cross, just look to Him, see what He's done. Now, if He tells you you need to forgive, forgive. But you don't have to go around calling every psychic in town saying, What do I need to do to get healed? What you need to do is look at the cross, it's the power of God to salvation. His arm is more than enough power to heal you. And why wouldn't God heal you? Why would He leave you out? See, God needs His body healed where we can go out and get others healed. God wants us to be an influence and affect and change those around us. There should be a lot of ministry going forth outside these walls. Because God's in love with people. Right. You see here, it says, Therefore, whoever eats his bread or drinks his cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Strong statement, isn't it? I want you to notice in an unworthy manner. Say unworthy manner. Unworthy. That's a big difference in saying take it unworthily. Because you're a rotten, scum, sinful <laughs> person. It says an unworthy manner. You can be guilty, or you make the cross a none effect. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in the unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Not discerning the Lord's body. Now see here, this, this particular situation, there was strife, there was division. You find this uh, back a few verses before this, that they were coming together not to take the Lord's Supper. They were coming together to eat and feast, and some were getting drunk, and all this was going on. And they had to be uh, corrected about it, because said, what you're, what you're doing, you're, you're acting like you can live any way you want to and then partake of these elements. You're guilty of the body and the blood. You're, you're forsaking the cross. You're forsaking the very thing that saved you. See, his body was broken open where our bodies could be one. Strife and division breaks open the body And the enemy comes in where there's that strife and confusion. There's every evil work. But he took, his body was broken where our body could be whole. We could be one. That's the reason it's so uh, abusive and divisive when a part of your body's not working. If your hand's not working, it's in division against the rest of the body. That's the reason we have to walk in love and grace with each other. That's the reason we have to be in unity and oneness. Why? Because on the cross, Jesus purchased that. That's the reason in a marriage. says you're not only the same body. It says there a new thing took place when you got married. You became one. You became one in spirit. Actually, you're a new creation in a sense. So when you're in strife with your spouse... You're in total disrespect of the cross and the price it was paid. So don't think, that's what Paul's saying, don't think you can take these elements and there's not consequences. You're going to stay in the same garbage that you're in. And judgment's coming, and judgment to himself. You drank judgment to yourself, not discerning the Lord's body. Same for healing, discerning healing, discerning that he took our guilt, our shame. That He took the emotional stress and all the baggage in our lives. That He took those things for us. Look at the uh, next verse. For this reason many are weak, sick among you, and many sleep. Many die prematurely because they don't discern that there's healing. They don't discern that we're to walk in forgiveness. Well, they don't deserve forgiveness. You didn't either. Well, they don't deserve to be healed. You didn't either. Well, I don't understand. No, you don't, little disciple person. You don't understand the holiness of a great God who we all were in the same boat. All of us in the same boat reached His arm down and picked us up. And brought us into his very own family. And put his life inside of us. And gave us an eternal life. And said now you're a bone of my bone. And flesh of my flesh. The love of God. Now see that kind of love. Makes me want to devote my life to him. That kind of love. Pulls a, a desire. And a passion within me. To live for him. When I go back to the cross. And that's what communion's about there's healing in it. there's strife in your life you need to ask forgiveness and get that right where you can discern the lord's body for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep but we if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged god wants us to judge ourselves but when we are judged we're chastened by the lord that we may not be condemned with the world how many know the lord will chasten you and the way I say it, he just gives you a spanking. You ever been spanked by the Lord? I had many a time. Boy, I tell you. I just want to say, can't we talk? <laughs> and he just says, I've been talking to you. i have been listening. <laughs> the word chasing there means to rule, to train, to correct, to discipline as a child. And childbearing. When he judges you, His child. He's not coming. You don't take your own child because he didn't clean his room and tie him up to a tree and throw stones at him and kill him. No. You bring correction. Same thing. That's what God does uh, to us. Is it painful? Yes. Now saying all that, you can receive healing this morning. You can receive peace in your emotions. Hope can be stirred up and faith can be stirred up again within you. If you'll take the elements, you should have them. If you'll get them open, get them ready. And you can do this at the house at any time. Just don't make it a ritual. What I was going to say, if... We interpreted this, that God's judgment was coming down on us, and I know there's people that said, you cannot take of the Lord's Supper there's anything wrong in your life. Yeah, oh yeah. And I finally came to the point, I realized, well, there's always something wrong somewhere in my life. I even now have come to a place I understand where I thought I once arrived and then the Lord to shine the light on something else. I finally figured out I'm not arriving. <laughs> Walk with him long enough to realize I'm not arriving. He's always working on something, processing in my life. And when I arrive, I'll arrive and see him face to face. But in the meantime... I'm processing and journeying, walking through this life, being saved. Being saved. So I'll even say this. How many have taken the communion elements in an unworthy manner? Think about it. And me, well, I'll just say it like this. In the church I was raised, we took every week. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I, I took it at times. I can remember being hungry and was glad it came by. <laughs> and it wasn't these things here. It's the real deal. Some crackers, man. <laughs> so I was hungry. That washed it down. I thank the Lord for it because I was hungry. We've all taken it in an unworthy manner before and missed out on the blessing and the power of God that was demonstrated and released at the cross. His body was wounded for our transgressions. He took man of sorrows. He took our physical pain. He took our griefs, our sickness and disease. The chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. And by his stripes, we're healed. Now, if there's sickness in your body, I want you to picture the cross and see Jesus taking that sickness and disease, wherever it is, or taking that pain. I want you to see him taking it. See Him taking it. Or that torment, that depression, that abuse, that disappointment. Hopelessness. I want you to see Him taking it. Because He loves you. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we partake of the body of Christ. And we discern the Lord's body. We let go of any strife, any jealousy. We, we let go Of any abuse, any fear, rejection, shame. We let go, Lord, of that oppression. That that thing that keeps coming against us, we let go of it. And we let go of the sickness and disease attacking our bodies. We let go of the pain and we command it to go. And we receive healing now into our bodies. Healing into our emotions. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Let's partake of the bread. Now, if He had not spilled His blood and took our sins, there'd be no healing for sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is a result of sin. Poverty is a result of sin. Selfishness is a result of sin. Every sin, every... uh, part of the curse really was a result of sin. Jesus took the sin and he took the results of sin, the consequences of sin. He took it for us. What's the most important part of salvation? It's coming to him accepting his lordship and living with him for all eternity. But God wants us to have more. He wants you to have that peace. He wants you to be strengthened. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to know Him in His presence each and every day. That you're never alone. He's always there. And I know there's questions. Maybe you believe for someone and they weren't healed. I truly believe there will come a day where we'll sit down in heaven, sit down with Jesus, and and maybe the the parties there will sit down we're going to be able to ask Jesus what about this? we were believing and I believe he'll open up the word and you'll see that the whole time he was totally absolutely faithful to his word absolutely we don't have all the answers at that time, but we know it's not God we know he's good and we know he's force somebody's um in between the, the back blades is being healed right now. Maybe you've had, I don't know if that's a, a burning sensation or, or pain in, in, uh, in the back, but God's touching and healing that right now. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that our sins are forgiven. We give you honor and glory. We lay down our lives as a living sacrifice unto you. Hold on for just a moment. I want to give an invitation. Can you hold your cup of blood for a moment? Everyone just bow your heads. If you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, would you lift your hand and receive Him now? Accept the work of the cross. There's nothing too hard for Him. He wants to give you new life. That's you. I just want you to lift up your hand where I can see it. We're going to pray for you to be a part of this great family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Say, dear God, thank you for the cross. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for loving me and paying the price for my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord. I'll follow Him. I'll live for Him. I'll obey Him all the days of my life. Thank You, Lord. Now let's partake of that precious blood. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you experience God's healing touch, I just want you to lift your hand. Say, so maybe check yourself, pain left. Something changed within you. Just check yourself a moment. And if that's you uh, uh, with the shoulder blade, if that's you, just lift your hand. Come up, Roger. Y'all come up, you three. Since God called them a minister to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, somebody pain did leave you. Who is that? That you know. Just check yourself. Pain left. And you've been healed. God's power. Come on up. I just want you to share what happened.
1: At about a uh, seven or eight,
0: I could barely walk, and now it's gone. Hallelujah! That shouting ground. If it was your hip, you'd be shouting right now. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. We we want to get. We need your testimonies. So please let us get those testimonies, because I. Uh, if you tell me on Sunday I, a lot of times I forget them yeah, we, we want to videotape why encourage us someone else Jean Scott shared with me that her great grandson uh, drowned and no breath anything the, they called the amulets and the amlets broke down on the way no sign of life finally got there she sends out a thing to the prayer team and asking people to pray. The ambulance gets there and they get a little pulse. He was raised from the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. God still raises from the dead. You were raised from the dead when you got saved. Roger, where are you? Uh, it's right near. Yes, I had uh, an attack last year. From uh, I had an attack last year in the, between my shoulder blades, um, degenerative uh, arthritic thing there, and I actually was healed last year from this, and I've had another attack. Just it was just about this time last year that this started, and I've had another attack, and I just felt that leaving my body as you were praying. Praise check, God. You, check yourself good. Is it gone? Yeah. Any? Completely gone? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Dave, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. How are you? We'll see you guys later. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in between the show? Uh, it's, it's in my neck. Yeah. Um, about a week and a half ago, <clears throat> a week and a half ago I was at work. My arms went numb and my hands went numb. And I'm still experiencing some numbness in my fingertips. And if you see me up here playing the bass, that makes it kind of difficult. Um, I'm believing for healing. The doctors say that uh, it's arthritis, but I speak against that right now in Jesus' name. And I would like everyone to stand in agreement with me that uh, that my body is healed. I know that it is. I know that it's paid for. Amen. Everybody stretch your hands up here. Jesus, touch His neck. Every part of the spine. Touch, Lord. Thank You, Jesus, for Your healing power. We curse arthritis. We curse anything that's not of You. Command it to be gone. Thank You for healing, Lord. Thank You for Your healing. Thank You to all the feeling, to all the numbness leaves. The nerves, Lord, or in the right place. Thank you, Lord. This this body belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just start moving your neck around, son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May all the pain to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Difference? Yes. Yes. The, the numbness is gone in my fingers right now. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Praise the Father. Hallelujah. We just believe for God's healing power to continue to work. He's going to get going on that bass now. Playing pretty good, numb, wasn't he? We just believe for all of it. Tobum, the neck, everything, Lord. We thank you for your healing power flowing, flowing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. We give you praise. We give you honor. Just keep moving that neck and keep thanking him. Hallelujah. God is good. He is good. Come on. What's happening to you?
1: In 94, I had an accident on the ice. My car, I was traveling east on Sam Cooper Boulevard. My car hit a patch of ice. I went sailing through the air, landed on the guard rail over Highland Avenue. My car was rocking back and forth. And some paramedics who had gone over the same patch of ice before me, saw what happened. They came over to my car, they told me I had to get out of the car because other cars were coming along. They were hitting the ice. They were flying through the air and landing all around me on the expressway, like north, west, were the way they were slanted. I couldn't get out of my car. I was just frozen from the shock and the fear. And because of that, I developed a slip disc between the base of my skull and the middle of my spine between my shoulder blades. No doctor would touch it, not even a chiropractor would adjust it because they said they could leave me paralyzed from the neck down. And I saw a DO, doctor of osteopathic medicine, last year, and she said, No way. She said, You're just gonna have to live with this. And the pain every year from then, from 1994 through today, is just getting worse and worse. I can't take prescription pain pills because they affect me. They make me have a sense of doom and gloom. So I've been living on Tylenol, 650 milligrams, two of them every morning, two of them every night, just to try to go to sleep. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night in excruciating pain.
0: Are you ready for the pain to go?
1: The pain is gone. Excuse me. <laughs> I couldn't turn my head this way for years.
0: You couldn't do that. I couldn't.
1: I couldn't turn my head beyond right here. And now I can turn all the way around. There's no pain. Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> I, somebody needs to shout in this place. Woo! Hallelujah. Y'all can shout better than that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus.
1: Glory. Give, God, huh? give God all the honor and glory.
0: Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord. Pastor Bob, I felt in my spirit that I should tell you when, I was, when we were taking communion, I, I leaned over uh, to pray. And when we were praying, I felt I'd been having some issues in my abdomen. And uh, when I leaned over, I actually had warmth and pain get a little worse, and then it relieved and went away. So those of you in there, it, you, might, you might be feeling something going on, but that's just God working his power that's through you and working the pain, the inflammation, the sickness out of you. So keep the plug in and thank God. I just wanted to encourage you with that because I'm healed in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Hallelujah! you, <laughs> Lord!